Welcome! You're tuned into the Living in Rhythm podcast where we wax philosophy and experience in the art and science of living in rhythm. I'm Sister Sunday and I came here to let my soul shine. It's a lifestyle, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. This week is all about the flow of love. It was Jimi Hendrix that once sang, with the power of love, anything is possible. And I believe that wholeheartedly. And I'm really, really coming into a whole new understanding of of the flow of love, of giving and receiving, the being right here, right now, authentically me. So I want to share that with you. I want to share how I'm practicing that a little bit because we've got some major events happening this week cosmologically. The sun is in its final degrees of Aquarius and the sun's going to conjunct Saturn and then it's going to go into Pisces. And from there, we have a new moon in Pisces. So a lot's happening and changing. We have a lot of endings and new beginnings happening in the next week or so. On top of that, we have the moon that's at a square, the last quarter square. It's going to be phasing, waning into its crescent phase and then into its new moon phase. And so I want to talk about that, this new moon in Pisces, with the sun entering in Pisces. On top of that, we have Venus conjunct Neptune in Pisces. There's a message around love and power. There's a message around illuminating the building blocks of the Aquarian dawn, the foundations for the future. We're building them right now, and we're really learning to master our humanity and take it to the next level. So lots of self-empowerment, lots of love. I want to talk about that. So let's take a moment to tune in. Take a nice deep inhale. And as you exhale, begin to root yourself into the earth, finding that root of you anchored and centered in the core of this planet that we live on, this blue star. And really ground yourself, ground yourself into the center of the planet. And from that, feel the oppositional rise of your energy up through the center, central axis, up and through the crown, and then out into the field that surrounds you, your, your auric field. And then when we circulate it with our own breath rhythm, our own inhaling and exhaling, we start to not only stimulate circulation and vitality within the physical body, but we also get to stimulate energy circulation and vitality and the energetic auric body. This is about really strengthening the magnetic field as well as the nervous system. You know, so when we do this, this is the whole thing. It's when we're tuning into our center and we're feeling that axis, not only are we feeling the grounding and then the expanding, but that's a, an opening through the central nervous system from the brain and the spinal column. And this is the place, this is the, this is the central nervous system. It's the mainframe of you, 
And so when we practice core calibration, and I'm talking about that rooting and rising, it's a real opportunity to practice visualizing the decompression of your central nervous system, of your spinal column, of your head off your shoulders, of your feet rooting into the earth, and the weight of your ribcage picking up off your low back and hips. I mean, this is important stuff that we have to practice. I... I know it for I know it for a fact. I know it to be true. The more open the system is, the more room for circulation and vitality. So when we practice this core calibration, we're decompressing the system. We're decompressing joints. We're decompressing, you know, and and the thing that is interesting about this is I talk about practicing being able to drop in and do it within tune into this central rooting and rising within one to three breaths, or maybe the 17 seconds, right? So there's that rooting and rising, and then we have the expansion into the field, into that bubble. Sometimes I talk about it as the four directions as well. But just being able to amplify that on call when needed is a real, it's a power move, y'all. It is a way to give, give yourself an opportunity to get some energy. So we we actually do get energy when we root into the earth and we open our system. You know, it's just like plugging. It's, it's reminding me of plugging in, you know, it's like, you got to plug in your battery, charge it up. So how we do that is by connecting to nature and the earth, the planet we live on, the space where we dwell, you know, home base. So let's practice that for a moment. Just a nice deep inhale or two or three, and just feel that rooting and rising that, amplifying into the space. And then from there, in your own timing, you want to start to tune into the heartbeat, the rhythmic pulse of your heartbeat. Sometimes that's a little subtle for folks. Another way you can practice tuning into the heartbeat and that rhythm is by tuning into your breath. That rising and falling of the inhale, there's not a right or wrong to it, but it's about us getting comfortable with the in and the out and just allowing ourselves to be really graceful, but full as full and complete in our breath work when we're centering, not all the time and every day, but just like when we're doing centering practices, it does help to go for the, for the edge. And part of that is, is because again, we're pushing this range of motion. We're looking to decompress enough so that then from that decompression, we're looking to actually start to expand and take up more space, which is allowing ourselves more range of motion. Now, physical therapists, Pilates teachers, we talk about this in, in relationship to the range of motion of of our movement patterns, limited range of motion occurs when you have injuries or, you know, so there's, there's things that happen that maybe limit how much you can raise your arm or how far you can bend over without it stressing out your back. And until you start to really learn some core centering practices, the limit, our range of motion can be extremely limited which again, the breath work and the decompression just by visualizing centering that rooting and rising, that expanding into the field can take pressure, just a little bit of pressure off of some of these, this, these limitations that we might feel in in our physical body. But there's another factor. Some of us have limited, you know, and you might not have any and good for you if you don't, you know, keep it going. 
sometimes though, you might find, and I actually feel this a lot in my own life, I'm practicing my auric range of motion. I notice how sometimes I've kind of can, I almost compress and contain myself on purpose. Make, you know, another way of saying is, is like playing small or holding back, you know, not following my instinct and intuition, hesitating off of what I, you know, off of inspirations and stuff. And this is a pattern I've seen that I've learned. And now I'm, I'm I'm like conscious now that I'm conscientious of it, I'm really practicing this, but here's the best. This is my point is like, I can feel some, I can know something psychologically or emotionally, and then I can use my physical practice to help me start to understand that. And so what I mean by this is you might notice. So when you talk about range of motion, physical, there's this, this has implications physically, but also on a more subtle level, tune into the auric range of motion and sense the field, sense the bubble and, and notice, is there any play, you know, there may be places where the vibration or the openness is stagnant, heavy, cloudy. Sometimes you can't like, it's like, I can't really get a read on it even, you know, it's kind of quiet or numb or, you know, and so A lot of times we're so very front oriented that a lot of times people inhabit a lot of the front of their bubble, so to speak. And then the periphery and the, the, the backside, the posterior gets a little, it gets a little lull in the, in the vibe and in the circulation. And so this is why, again, when we, when we root in and we start to expand, you want to think of that toroidal cycle where the energy comes up through the central axis out the crown and into the field in all directions to cleanse, circulate, purify, energize the field in all the dimensions of it. Another way to think of these dimensions is by thinking of, again, like I said, the, the, the directions you have your North, South, East, West, or right, left, front, back. And then we have the above and below, right? So there's all these things going on. Once you get that, then you can start to work potentially in X where you're working more diagonals, your understanding and your relationship to the diagonal peripheral angles of your field. <laughs> okay. So I know this is a lot of visualization today, <laughs> but it's, it's important and it's fun. Like, again, there's not a right or wrong to it. So you just get to play with it and have the whole, my whole intention around the core calibration specifically is that we get to know ourselves and do a place where we can, we can center enough to find neutrality, to find balance or calmness or to find clarity and strength and power, you know? And, and so it's, it's a, it's a really helpful tool for being productive in this time. And so the last thing I want to say, I want to give one more thing. I know we're going deep in core calibration today, which is good because, you know, we need to move, we need to get more oriented in our third dimensionality, our bodies, the physical, you know, there's a lot of spiritual work happening and we have to stay grounded in our physical body. So this is, this is the intention back to the breath. What I really love is observing the rhythm of the breath. Like I said, it can give us insight into our heartbeat, our calmness, our presentness. So there's this practice that I like to do. It's called the suspend, I call it the suspended breath practice. The suspended breath practice is all about being able to 
amplify our range of motion physically, orically, and through our breath, our respiration. And so you practice this for a moment. As you inhale, you're going to find that edge of your inhale where you think you that's as far as you can inhale. You suspend for a moment, hold it in. Invite a little bit more breath in. See if you can amplify and extend and expand that range of motion. And when you get to your edge, then you exhale. And on the way out, again, you kind of hit that edge, suspend, and then try to complete the exhale a little bit more. And so there's like a little extra inhale, and there's a little extra exhale on those edges where we think where we think you can't go anymore. So like feel it out as you inhale. You go to the edge. Suspend that and then inhale and observe how much more space you create, not only physically but energetically in your field. And then exhale. And as you exhale, try to relax around that space that you just created. Go to the edge of that exhale. Suspend it for a moment. Let a little bit more out and see if you can complete it. Sometimes that practice kicks up a little cough because we have a lot of, here's the thing. A lot of us aren't breathing completely. And so when we don't breathe completely, sometimes we let stagnant air kind of stay in the lungs. So we just cough it up a little, you know, I mean, that's not the science. I mean, that might be the scientific explanation, but, the, but the truth is, is it, 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 you might feel that until you clean the, you know, get this circulation going. And then this is the point. We want to open up our lung capacity a little bit. We want to circulate more vitality in our system and in our field. Okay. So the other thing I would say about that breath, the suspended breath practice is that the, the last thing is, is to observe the whole, the whole art of that practice is observing the grace and the rhythm. And so what you might find is like, there might be a frantic pace, a frantic rhythm in, in a lot of times when people suspend their breath or they hold their breath, it's my fancy way of saying, holding the breath. Um, when you suspend your breath like that, sometimes it can create a little bit of an energetic panic or a stress kick up in the system. And so you don't want to go to places where you feel super stressed. You want to keep it graceful. The other thing is as, as, as observing, when you observe the, the transition between the inhale and the exhale, as you exhale completely, and then you inhale again, those transitions, you want to be graceful in, in them in the suspended breath practice. And what I feel like that's is doing is, is not only is it strengthening our nervous system, but it's also again, creating more opportunity to expand our range of motion because we got to get present, strong, clear, grounded so that we can be present enough to be able to, to, adjust and adapt as needed as things change and shift, you know, they're changing every day. It feels like, (laughs) so when you open your body and you open your auric range of motion, when you decompress the system, not only do you get more capacity for circulation and energy, but this also has more effect of receptivity when we're in receptivity, being able to receive is a really important factor in this time as well, because I do feel like a lot of us are giving quite a bit and 
that, you know, that give, that permeating vibration of moving forward and trying, you know, and just moving forward is so prevalent in our society, especially in our, in the Western culture of the United States. There's such a push, you know, and we want to practice the receptivity more. And that comes from being really calm in the system. And again, having enough space to receive. If I'm law, if I'm like shut down and compressed and I'm feeling small and, and tight and contained, then there's no room for anything to come through. So part of this energetic moving and circulating the energy is allowing ourselves to stay open enough to receive, to receive what we need on all different levels, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, you know, it's guidance it's clarity. It's like things we need, <laughs> you know, cause sometimes too, it can just be as simple as like opening ourselves up enough to, to get the raise or opening ourselves up enough to let that relationship in, you know, you have to make room for what you want. And so that's what this core calibration is about too, is like being able to decompress the system, strengthen the nervous system in a way where we can really maximize our potential as a human being, baby, human beings. That's what we are. That's what I am. <laughs> and so that whole, this whole idea around being open enough, receptive enough also has to do with the flow of love. And I'm going to get a little bit more personal about this one today because I find myself like I'm a cheerleader. I've always been one. And I, I just love to shine, share energy. I love to give energy, make people feel good, make them happy. You know, it's a service is a big part of my life. And I'm, I think a lot of us have this going on. <laughs> and what I'm recognizing is the balance of that is also being able to be more receptive. And it's really cool because this receptivity is not just like receiving things and what we need and having more energy. But what I've been figuring, what I'm really coming to terms with is that that receptivity is, is love. Love on such a deep and infinite level. Like pure love, love consciousness, love, unconditional love, unapologetic love, true love, you know, just pure love. The love you have for your mother, father, potentially, for your children, for your best friend, for your lover, for your husband, for your wife, for your daughters, your sons, for your cats, for your dogs, you know, it's like this, the love that we, sh that we share for the things that we appreciate in our lives. This is, this is the Venus vibe. This is so Venusian. Love. <laughs> is coming to like, I'm really starting to recognize that if I, when I open myself up, like I've been talking about when I've been decompressing and really holding my auric range of motion and it's, you know, just trying to like spread out and meet my capacity. So when I'm doing this, it's like gushing love, like the appreciation of life and love and the things that I have and the people that are in my life and like just the choices that I'm making. It's, overwhelming almost. It's overwhelming, which is giving me the, that understanding of like, I have to be able to hold more. 
so I can give more because that's what I do with it, right? It's like, and that is what the flow of love is about is the more we allow ourselves to receive, the more we can give. And this is the time, like this is a a regenerative, regenerative and restorative time for humanity. We're looking to move energy and amplify ourselves in ways that we may be kind of daydreamed about for most of our lives, but in all due respect to the future, humans have been holding themselves back. Like they say, we don't even use, we only use like 10% of our brain or something like this. And this is the whole thing. It's like, we can do more than we sometimes, we're holding ourselves back. We're more capable than we realize. And part of this is giving ourselves the enough self-love, self-appreciation, enough space to actually receive and that, you know, from that place, like you just, you fill your cup when your cup is full with grace. If you're continuing, that's the whole point. When your cup is full, when your inhale is full, you don't hold it. You let it go and you try to let it go gracefully. And then you watch that transition of the receiving come right back again, gracefully. And that this is, this is, I mean, gosh, the talk about as above, so below the law of correspondence, right? It's like, the sun, I want to, let me talk a little cosmic sync and that'll help orient this conversation a little bit. Cause I know I'm, I'm grounded, but I know I'm out there today with this love thing. It's hard to explain because I'll tell you what, I basically have been for the last, my friend Jerrica was like talking to me about this. She was really, really trying to encourage me the re, to, to be more receptive and all out of love was really trying to encourage me to let more love flow through me. And I was kind of understanding the, you know, I was kind of comprehending what she was speaking about, but now I get it and I can feel it. And I, I think a lot of us are feeling it. This is the point of the times. So let's cut, let's cosmic sink it here. The sun is in its final degrees of Aquarius and Right before the sun leaves Aquarius, it's going to conjunct Saturn. Now, this happens on the 16th of February. Sun conjunct Saturn at 27 degrees. There's something that happens before that, but the sun and Saturn is really interesting. The sun-Saturn conjunction in Aquarius makes me think about, you know, I could keep talking about this Aquarian dawn and that we're preparing and the quickening is on, you know, I mean, I feel it, it is on. And so it's like, keep up. Well, the sun conjuncting Saturn is giving us insight and illumination into these building blocks that we need to start taking action in as far as really, truly building the new foundation of the new future, the new world the Aquarian Dawn, you know, where, where are you going to lay your bricks? Where are you going to lay that foundation? Cause this is where this, this is about. I feel like we're getting, gathering tremendous amount of insight, but also it's time to start like in, in my mind, I'm like, we're building straw bale stucco house. Like we're building mud and straw bale bricks, you know? And so it's like, we're just mixing the soil right now <laughs> to start building our cement blocks. I'm getting roots with it. You know, but like in my mind, like this is the thing is we, we truly are in a foundational building place because there's so much ending and beginning at the same time. And so the Saturn conjuncting the sun in Aquarius 
right before Pluto enters into Aquarius. You know, there's just, there's something going on with this. Like we're, we're, we are seriously in prep time. It's like back to school supplies going on now. What are you going to need? What are the things that you're going to need to get the job done? You know, and so we have to start applying that. And so that's these final degrees of Aquarius. It's been a really cool Aquarius season, I have to say. And this also harkens with the sun Aquarius business. That 27 degrees, the Saturn is almost completing. It's it's so close to completing its cycle in the sign of Aquarius. And coming up in March, we'll see, we'll talk about it, but the, the sun or Saturn will be moving into the sign of Pisces for the first time in around 27 to 30 years. You know, it's like a 28 year cycle. There's basically that Saturn going into Pisces it's going to, it's completing a major, it's completing a Saturn cycle. And we'll talk about that more next month. But again, because it's joining the sun in the late degrees of Aquarius right now, we're gaining opportunity into like finalize the, our foundations around what we want to build for the Aquarian dawn and how we want to see the future. You know, like we want to strive to be higher minded higher caliber humans, futuristic humans, but that looks like a lot of things. And, you know, it's coming, Saturn is already conjuncting the sun, but they're exact on the, on the 16th. Here's the thing though. It's like, you can see it a little bit. And especially after that moon that was squaring Uranus right now, like how many things are up in the sky between these balloons, aliens, and then we have the AI coming through. So we're getting insights into that already. Those are all Aquarian things. That's all Aquarius stuff, especially the AI. And so then we have, but then, so that's like one aspect of the future, but then we also have humanity's role in the future. And this is where I'm going with it. I'm like, well, I want to be a superhuman. I want to have clarity in my sensory system. I want to be have the clairs, clairvoyance, clairaudience, clairsentience. I want to be able to tune in and f- and be able to process the feedback that the world is giving me so I can apply my energy and skill set to the maximum potential that I can be. And, you know, again, that's not like that. no more holding back, no, no more hesitating. It's about being able to trust enough to, to make the moves. So <laughs> big week, you know, and Part of it, I've, I've actually said this um, to a couple of folks that I've talked to in the last week during sessions. So shout out, you guys know who you are. Basically, the these insights, they, the feedback that's coming to you through your sensory system, through your thoughts, through your emotions, it might be a good time to have a little journal where you're just jotting things down. It doesn't have to be anything to have and hold forever, or it could even if it's just a word or a phrase or something that's just going to help, you know, and I would date it too, because I just, I feel like we're, there's, there are deep opportunities right now. And if we're open enough, this is the point, open the field enough to, to receive the insight, the feedback, the guidance, the great idea that's going to help uplift humanity. I mean, that's where we're at right now. We want solutions for the future. We want to have some upliftment for the future. So this, that's, that's a, that's one way to do it is just like get a little journaling going or get a little place where you're taking notes or you're just 
be clear about what you're observing. See if you can. The clearer we are now, the better. Okay? So, boom, 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 boom. I love it. Okay, so that's Aquarius, or that's, yeah, that's Aquarius in the sun. And so then we have the moon. Right now, the moon is at its last quarter, the last half, which is always the left side illuminated. And I just love these moments. I love the half moons because they're like, you can see the, you can see, you can really feel the wax or the wane from those points, you know, so from this half moon, just watch the moon, watch it wane, watch it pull back to the left, coming into a crescent and then it disappears because it's near the sun, that sun conjuncting the moon in Pisces. And so we'll get back to that in a second. So we got, please keep an eye out for the moon. Here's the other, like the other big story that's going on this week. We basically have Aquarius Pisces lessons coming in hot. And again, I feel like this is, this is precursor to Aquarian Dawn. We're gaining insight into the final phases of how to, how to finesse our, our lessons from the Piscean age to move into the Aquarian Dawn, the Aquarian age. This is what we're prepping for. It feels like it to me on a cellular level. And so cosmic things. Coming up on the 15th of February, we have Venus conjuncting Neptune at 24 degrees in Pisces. And I love this because I love love. I'm all about the flow of love right now, which I'm trying to spit out <laughs> uh, an understanding. I'm trying to talk about it more. It's good and it's, it's challenging, but it seems it's absolutely synchronistic that this, this year on St. Valentine's Day, as well as one of my besties birthdays, happy birthday, bestie. I love you. So on the 14th, the Venus and Neptune start coming together and they exact on the 15th, but again, they're, they're connected right now. They're conjunct right now, but they're going to get even closer on the 14th. And then on the 15th, they join at the 24th degree. And when I think about Venus and Neptune coming together, I think infinite love. This is the power of love. And it's for me, it is, so cool because I've really started to paying attention to the planetary octaves. You may have heard me talk about this, that, you know, Venus is love at, at a frequency. It's like the, the octave of love. And then the higher octave of that is Neptune, which is like a higher love, a spiritual, it's, it's super consciousness. It's all that is, it's the vastness. It's, it is all of love, all is full of love. That's a Bjork song all is full of love. That's so Neptune. If we, if we maximize the Neptunian energy, you know, so okay, go both ways, but I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about the downside of Neptune and Pisces. It just, I feel like that always gets brought up. I mean, we'll talk about it eventually <laughs> during the Neptune cycle, but not right now because, because this is the whole thing. We have choices right now. And I, I, there's this phrase that keeps coming to my mind. I heard it from Bob Marley, although it may be a quote from the Bible. You know, you can, somebody out there will know. But basically, many are called, few are chosen is the phrase. 
but I've been reframing. I'm so into reframing right now. And I've been reframing things, this phrase as many are called, few choose. And here's, here's my thing. I'm conscientiously choosing. And so I'm going to choose love as much as I can. I'm always going to choose love choose love. It might not feel so accessible to get to that highest frequency of love, but that's the direction I'm going. Rather than hate or fear, it's love. Boom. I'm going the direction of love. And (laughs) I feel like this Neptune conjunct Venus in Pisces is like, how much can you love? And uh, there's this old song. There's this really old, I don't remember how old it is, but it's an old song. (laughs) And um, sometimes my mom would say it. It's, uh, you know, I love you so much, it hurts me. You know, I love you so much, it hurts me or something like this. And um, it's really funny because this, again, reframing this a little bit recently, I've been contemplating how like, it's really true. Like the love is so immense that sometimes we, it like hurts or we block it down. And I, and it goes back to that, like when we're stressed out around holding our breath, how we like lock down the system. And so through that practice, I'm looking for grace and rhythm. I'm looking for timing with it and synchronicity with it so that I can go to that edge feel my capacity for love, and then see if I can expand it a little bit more. Higher capacity for love. And it's like, just even talking about it, I feel like my hands are like, there's like energy pulsing through my hands, through my, I'm like, this is so good. It's, it's a charge, it's a recharge. And what I want to say about this is, is that, you know, there's so much healing that we can receive right now if we just let ourselves have let a little love in. You know, so on this Valentine's Day into this la- these final phase of Aquarius, just let you, let the love flow through you a little bit more. See if you can open up to receive a little bit more. That love might show up as the little bird tweeting at you in the bur- in the tree branch or it might show up as that person that lets you in front of them in line or that person that just gives you a smile in the grocery store or, you know, just like the person that lets you in in traffic. I mean, all the ways that people like be a good person, right? You want to be kind and be loving and be open enough to like have, like we want to bring some good vibes back. I want to be accountable for that. I'm one of them. I'll, I'll do it. You know, so this week, just like be open to receive, you know, and then see if you can carry it on for the rest of your life. But, you know, at least this week, practice it, just practice it for a moment and see little bits throughout the day. See how much you can see the magic and the love that's in your life and let it, let yourself receive it. Let yourself receive. Okay. So that Neptune with the, with the Venus in Pisces, It's also this other, so I'm going off about love, but I also with the Pisces business, I want to talk about this. Pisces is so much spiritual consciousness. And it's funny because I can hear myself, like I was talking to another client the other day and I can hear myself kind of tamping down or like in the past I had been like working, trying to work around the word spiritual. (laughs) Now I'm just going to use it. So the, to me, Neptune is very much spirituality and whatever way that shows up for you. It can be religion too, 
But for me, it's more about spirituality than it is a religion, religious structure. But Venus coming together with the Neptune in Pisces is giving me these ideas around spiritual values. What are my spiritual values? Because beyond Venus being the full love frequency, when we kind of get more specific around that, it has to do with our value systems, the things we appreciate and find meaning in, the things that we, how we value ourselves, how we value energy, money. It's, it's our values. These are our ethics and our morals in a lot of ways too. And then, so if you join that with the Neptune energy, it's very much about, it has this air of spiritual values. What are my spiritual values? So as you, and that's kind of the point is practicing, seeing that love and, and being able to receive and give that love. That's one of my spiritual values. That's why I'm emphasizing it. Cause I'd rather, again, hold, be a hold holding. I would rather be holding a love frequency as much as I can in this time. Just, just, you know, just look around. We need more love. So if you have the energy and you can, then you should. And what you're going to find is that the more that you do, <laughs> then the more you receive. <laughs> and I have this song. I, it's not recorded yet, but I have these phrases, this phrase I say. It's like, every time I give a little, then I seem to get a little. Every time I get a little, then I seem to give a little more. <laughs> every time I get a little, then I seem to give a little. Every time I give a little, then I seem to get a little more. So get some, give some, get some back, get some more, <laughs> give some, get some more. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> that's the Neptune conjunct Venus in Pisces. That happens on the exact on, you know, it's, it's happening all week, but it's definitely exacting on the 15th. And then the final thing I want to talk about is the new moon in Pisces. So the sun and the moon will be joining forces on the, tw they'll be joining together on February 20th at 12.09 a.m. Mountain Time, which means that if you're listening on the West Coast or in Hawaii, it's a, it's a, on the, happening on the 19th instead, the evening of the 19th. So that's kind of cool. Either way, wherever you are on this blue star, <laughs> This new moon is happening at one degree in the sign of Pisces. And this happened last month on the new moon. We had it around, I think it was one degree again. And I find this fascinating. Like just watch the degrees. The fact that we're starting a new moon on a one degree, early degrees, powerful. It's like this new, like, for me, I'm telling you, I feel like we're like cleaning up the Piscean age. Like let's clean it up. Last call Piscean age. What do we want to take from the Piscean lessons into the future? Because it's not all bad as much as everybody wants the Piscean age to end and the patriarchy to, and I mean, I want the patriarchy to end, but like we don't want the full unbalance of a matriarch to come in and like, you know, go the other swing. We're looking for some balance here. I mean, Women take their power back. Men take their power back. Humanity reached some mastery. And so that Pisces new moon is all about developing our spiritual intuition for me. 
It's about, you know, the sun and the moon joining forces. This is our light, our ob- our light and our projection versus our internal reflection. And so we get some, we get to go inward and have a little inner reflection and observe what's happening on an internal level. And it's so cool that it comes after that Neptune Venus conjunction where we're sort of reorienting and defining our spiritual values and our capacity to love. And then we come into the new moon and it's like, how much can you love yourself? How much can you tune in and and develop a, it's like the spiritualization is a really high form. I mean, I, I feel like it's, uh, the spiritualization of our intuition, so to speak, it's so vast. It's, it's super consciousness. And in my notes, I wrote enlightenment. I mean, I actually wrote the word enlightenment, which I could feel myself like the vast consciousness is a great way. And then I was holding back. And if I, again, if I expand myself a little bit, if I expand my orc range of motion, that's the path to enlightenment. Being able to observe my, my presence and my, the way that the world is communicating to me through all my senses, through my mind, through my heart, through my sensory system, through a calm center. This is how, I mean, maximum potential, you know, so from there I can receive some enlightenment, some spiritual enlightenment, some freedom, some openness to, to be able to go beyond what I thought was possible. And I feel like we're going to need this. We're going to need some, some groundedness and some courage to be able to just push these boundaries that we're heading into new boundaries, new frontiers on the horizon. And so this feels like it's a real, these next few weeks feel like a really powerful opportunity to go ahead and harness our sense of self, our present, our anchored core calibration, you know, our presentness in our physical and auric range. And then from there, circulating, practicing that giving and receiving, the receptivity versus the permeability, right? And just using that opportunity, our, using our imagination and our sense of presentness and energy, like just talking about it again, I can feel the energy. It's like we want to move the energy through our body, through our field. We want to move our ideas through life so we can start to play a little bit and build some things. I mean, just, I feel like there's going to be some really cool things. I mean, ideas are going to be off the hook coming up. It just feels so powerful. Like no limitations. Let's come up with some fun solutions that are going to help humanity take it to the next level. That's what this time is about. Your creativity is everything. You are here for a reason. You are here to create and be here in a beautiful time on the planet earth when things are in flux and yet we shine and yet we let our soul shine and we feel the flow of love and we can give and receive from that flow of love. Mm, So grateful. Yes, I am so, so, so grateful. And I'm going to just keep honoring and cherishing the things that are flowing, the things that feel good, the things that are working in my life. I'm just going to keep giving that love and appreciation for that, amplifying those things, amplifying the people that I love, you know, big up your people, uplift your people. And that's the thing. We want to uplift ourselves. 
and then uplift the the ones that are around us. Because with the power of love, anything is possible. So let's go, y'all, into the future. We'll cross into the future together. All right. Much love. Thank you so much for listening. I got so much love and appreciation for you. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you have a beautiful, beautiful and blessed week of spiritual amplification and expansion in your capacity to give and receive love. All right. Blessings. Big love, y'all. Peace.